Welcome to this episode of the Dreamer's Manual podcast. Today, my guest is Allison Nitsch. Now, Allison is a former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager who helps busy entrepreneurs launch, manage, and grow their podcast. Her passion is helping podcasters spread their message to the masses and get it to the ears of those who can benefit from it the most. Now, whether you're thinking of starting a podcast, one of your clients is thinking about starting a podcast, or you already have a podcast, Today, we're talking all about how you can build trust and connections with your audience that will help you grow your podcast and your email list. And a lot of our conversation today centers around purpose and direction with your podcast and your vision, which makes perfect sense because Allison just launched her podcast called Podcast with Purpose. Now, of course, we'll remind you of this at the end, but you can find Allison at her website, allisonnitch.com. That's her same name on Instagram. She brought a freebie to the show, which is a private podcast that guides anyone who's interested in starting a podcast, and it walks you all the way through the launch process. Now, the links for that and everything else we talk about today will be in the show notes. I hope you love this episode and meeting Allison as much as I did. Allison, welcome to this episode of the Dreamer's Manual podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It is an absolute pleasure. And we're talking about one of my very favorite things today, which is podcasting. Mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, can you tell the audience who you are and what you do in this online space in case they haven't had a chance to meet you yet? Absolutely. My name is Allison Nitch, and I am a former elementary teacher, and I got into the online space almost a year ago, so I have an itty-bitty baby business, but I feel like I have just found what I'm supposed to do. I started off as a VA, knowing pretty quickly that I wanted to specialize in something soon on, so I really, I set out the whole first, gosh, three, four, five months, really trying to figure out what it was I wanted to do. And I landed on podcast management. I didn't even know it was a thing. I knew podcasts exist, but I didn't always, I mean, I didn't realize somebody was behind the scenes. And once I saw a training on an episode being edited, it was like, kind of like love at first sight. I had to learn more about it and I took a course and that's what I do now. So I'm very into podcasting and it's become so much of my new life, I should say. That's so much fun. You know, when I first started, my first or second client asked me to put things on Pinterest for her. So she's like, can you put put these pins for my business on Pinterest? I think it was for her blog. And like I knew Pinterest existed, but I didn't know how that one thing went over there. I'm like, how do you even do that? (laughs) So I spent hours on YouTube. Like, how do you make a pen? I was so proud of myself. It reminds me of that because so much goes on behind the scenes and sometimes we don't even think about it until we're thinking about a career or a job. Right. I do. I did not know the behind the scenes of so much stuff. I mean, I searched Pinterest for school things and you, you know, your house, but it's so crazy how once you get into this online space that there's like this whole new world that opens up using things that you've used, but you now have it for a business and it's, it's really neat. Right. And I know 
uh, a little birdie told me that you're starting a podcast soon. So by the time this episode is live, your podcast will be live. Can you tell us a little bit about us that? Because I feel like the name of your podcast and the reason why you have it ties in so well to what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So I am almost finished, almost ready to launch. It should be launched by March 1st. And my podcast will be called Podcast with Purpose. And the reason I titled it that was because I landed on this online space by by finding a podcast. I Googled how to, you know, what can teachers do outside of the classroom and a podcast came up. And it was like, once you listen to one and you hear other people guesting on the show, you learn so much more. So you find their podcast. And I learned so much about starting a business and then finding uh, Lauren Wrighton's podcast about podcast management. And that's how I found you listening to your podcast. And I just felt like there was so much more to a podcast than what I had known before, which was true crime and, you know, all the fun podcasts. I didn't realize that there was so much you could learn from just listening to someone's story and who they are as a person. And once you find somebody and you listen to all of their episodes, you end up feeling like you know that person. And so I wanted to start a podcast in order to relay that you can have a podcast for your business to help people learn more about you and you build that relationship with people. And that's what I hope to share on there. And not necessarily just always learning how to launch a podcast, but manage your podcast and just how purposeful a podcast can be. So I'm excited. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more because even though I'm not actively offering podcast management services anymore with my OBM hat on and a client comes to me who doesn't already have a podcast and says they want to start one. I want to dig into what their purpose is for having their show, right? Because it could be so many things. You can have a podcast to generate leads in your business. You can have a podcast and monetize it and bring in income and advertisers or promote your own things. You could want to replace like that top of your marketing. So that way you could record and then all of your social media content and blogs and everything can come from that. But I want them to know that before they go into it. So I'm curious when you connect with clients, when you're talking about doing a launch, is that a conversation that you have with them? And what kind of questions do you like to ask to dig into why someone really wants to start a podcast and if podcasting is right for them? Absolutely. And that's one of my first episodes. The first thing I always talk to my clients about is I want them to have a goal. And essentially that's their purpose. You know, what is the reason that they want to start their podcast? Anybody can start a podcast talking about anything, but if you want it to work for your business, you really do have to have a goal. So I always ask, what's the purpose? Again, like you said, is it to bring more awareness to your business, your brand, your services, a course you might've launched products, whatever that might be. Is it to maybe you want to gain awareness to grow your email list? Um, you want to uh, gain that trust so that people are coming to you to learn that information that you have for what you're offering. The other thing I always ask them is who are your ideal listeners? Who are you going to be talking to? Cause if you're not really, I mean, my ideal listeners are going to be those who want to start a podcast, who have a podcast, so if you're, you know, fitness, you want to be aiming your, you know, episodes towards people who are in that certain area, because 
Otherwise you're going to get people who maybe not necessarily know what you're talking about and they're not going to stick around for very long. If you're talking about one thing this week, another thing that week. And, and you, of course you have those that will, but yeah, always start out with their goal, who their ideal listeners are, what they're hoping to gain from their show. And if they're not quite certain on that goal, we always want to work through that because you want to make sure that the purpose of your show is going to help you get somewhere, even if it's to just monetize, you know, we work down that, that path of helping their show be successful. Absolutely. And let's take a step back just for a second, because I, we talked about behind the scenes a little bit, and I would love if you would share what goes on to be able to produce and have a podcast, because if we're talking about, and I would love for you to share sort of what people can expect for a starting price. Obviously there's variables because it depends on the length of your show. It depends on how yes. often you publish those types of things, but I think that would be helpful. And also to give people a sense of what happens behind the scenes. Cause a podcast manager is worth their weight in gold because of all the things that they do. And we're talking about sometimes a very substantial amount of hours per week to be able to bring these episodes to you guys. So can you talk through what that looks like and what a starting price is for podcast services? Absolutely. It's my favorite part. So basically once someone has their content and they record it, they pass it over to me. The first thing I do is you want to edit the episode. So I make sure that the audio sounds clear. I take out anything that, you know, doesn't sound good, or it might, you know, the extra filler words that we all tend to say that we don't realize we say like the ums and the so's and some deep breaths that might overpower some of the talking. I normalize the volume and making sure that all the sound quality is good. But then I also take those episodes and I take an intro and outro that are mixed with music. So a lot of the times it's, you know, just not just talking about your content, but also bringing it all together to sound like one cohesive episode. So I will take the intro and, intro and outro and mix them with music, put that all together. You have to upload or schedule it to a host. Once you've done that and figured out where it's scheduled, I will then turn the episode into show notes, um, which can go onto a blog, which could be repurposed for, like we talked about, to uh, social media content. You could video yourself while you're recording and it could be, you know, an Instagram reel. There's so many different ways to repurpose that, but I will turn that into that. And whether or not the, whether or not my client has a blog on their website, I'll upload that for them too. But yeah, there's a lot more that goes behind it than just recording and putting it on the, the website host. My prices start, I base mine by, uh, weekly episodes, but I do have a few clients that only do bi-weekly. So I'll just basically tuck take my package and cut it in half, but I start my full management, which is everything I just said, taking the audio, uploading it, show notes, giving them some graphics, audiograms, things like that, uploading their blogs to their host. And my package for that is around $7.95, $7.97, somewhere around there. Um, if they want guest management, where if they choose to have guests come on their show, I'll manage that where I will basically reach out to the guests for them not so much as podcast pitching. I mean, I, if they asked me for that, we could work that into it, but my so much as getting guests coming onto their show. I'll email them the scheduler, getting it all set up, sending them their graphics that they can use to promote their um, episode on their social media or however they choose to do it, email. 
And then just making sure that everything is set up for the interview. Um, I also do offer podcast launching, which has been my favorite, is taking someone's idea from the very beginning of them thinking, okay, I want to start a podcast. And we work from that idea of what they're hoping that goal to be. And we work through it. And it's been so neat to just see an idea and turn out. And now when you see those podcast episodes come up every week, it's really cool to see how it evolves from just this one little idea. I love launching too. There's something about those new ideas and I'm a fast start at heart. And so, you know, I just want to get those birth to the world for my clients too. As you were talking, I was thinking about the excitement of a launch and then it moves into sometimes like a monotony. And unfortunately we see sometimes people who have really great podcasts and then their episodes start to fall off or they just can't keep up with it. Do you have any advice for the listeners about if you are starting a podcast and this could apply to something else in their business, but how do you recommend that they show up consistently and set those expectations for themselves about there is work in the back end, whether you're outlining your solo episodes, whether you're doing some preparation for your guests, like in in the time it takes to actually record, there is that work. And so how do you help people make sure that their episodes and their podcast continues as long as they want it to? I think the biggest thing is to have a schedule of getting yourself into a routine. Um, Waiting until the last minute tends to be when we stress out and we want to make sure that that doesn't happen and it will happen. It does happen and that's okay. You move on. But I think scheduling it into your calendar is when it, what is the best thing. Now, whether or not you want to batch, I do like the batching when you can just kind of set it all up front and you're done for the month, but some people don't like that. And I have clients that, you know, they don't care for that and that's okay. But we also know that this day of the week is the recording day. I can expect the audio in the Google drive that day or the next day. And that's been what it is and just get being consistent with it. And looking at two, if you're having trouble figuring out, well, what do I talk about? Do I, if I run out of ideas, looking at your downloads and seeing, well, what is doing well? What are people wanting to hear? I noticed with one of my clients, they're loving the guest episodes. And that's pretty much what her goal has been is to want more guests. And I was like, this is great. This is what they're loving. And so she's looking for more people, but I think it's just really finding that routine and that balance of, okay, this is when I do this, you know, if Monday mornings are your podcast days, just making something up, then, then go with that and stay consistent because once, I mean, it's with anything, once we get off schedule, <laughs> we're lost. For sure. I know for me, I really value that authentic energy and I want to show up when I'm feeling my best. And so while I don't have a set day, I do have my episodes outlined and ready to go so that when I do have that moment of inspiration and let's get real as a mom with, you know, working from home, a quiet house, then I'll go through and just do back to back. I've done five or six episodes in one sitting because I'm feeling so fired up and they just pour out as opposed to if I'm not feeling so great about it, it could feel like a struggle just to get through one. And I I feel like that energy will also translate. So being prepared and just knowing what your style is and what works for you, as you said, is so smart. And you brought up a very good point. Having an outline is not necessarily a script, but it's just an outline of what you want to talk about. Talking points, just little things you can have that you don't forget what you're trying to say. 
but yes, being prepared and having those things ahead of time is so much more beneficial than just, and some people do great just turning on the mic and they're like, I want to talk about this today. And they do absolutely wonderful with that. So you do have to find what works best for you. And I like that you said when you're feeling in the mood, because there was a day where I was like, I'm not, this isn't it. This is not the day. And the next day I felt so much better. And I knew that that would, you know, relay into my episode. So absolutely. Future Julie popping in here real quick with an update. If you listen to my episode of planning 2023, then you know what I'm going to be talking about now. My podcast pitching offer is live. It's ready to go and we love it so much. It is full of templates, including your podcast pitch template, your topic bank template, your Canva one sheet template. There's lots of trainings, including your expert uncovered. So you can figure out what you want to talk about on podcasts and get some really excellent topics going, how to research the best podcast that will benefit you and your business the most to be on, what to do once you actually get a yes to be on a podcast, and also a bunch of bonuses, including how to create your freebie if you don't have one yet, how to create your niche pitch, as I like to call it, There are podcast pitch tracker templates in Trello and ClickUp, a podcast pitching job description in case you want to buy this course and hire somebody to do the pitching for you, and a little training on alternative pitching strategies. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in, you can always click the link in the bio or in the show notes, or you can go to julietraining.com backslash podcast pitching. Now back to the episode. Now let's dig into something that you touched on before, which is growing your email list. Because, you know, I was thinking about launches today and talking to one of my clients about a launch and it was maybe more in-depth conversation than is needed for this podcast. But if we're talking about selling to an email list, right, an industry standard conversion for that is one to 5% of people on your email list are going to buy. So we can kind of predict, you know, if you have a thousand people on your email list, you can estimate that there's a certain number of people that are going to buy and plan your goals based on that. And there's some things you could do, right, to raise those, you know, numbers, the the money that's coming in. But sometimes if the person has a really set goal in mind for their launch, it's just going back to the drawing board and growing that email list so we can get that goal to where they want it to be for their launch and what they need for their business. So can you share with us how a podcast can grow your email list? And if you have any tips or tricks that you share with your clients about what that looks like setting up and what you need to think about and have in place. Of course. So I have about three different points that I really think that kind of play into this. The first point is just with a podcast, you're getting your voice out there. The more that people listen to you and you share your information, the more they want to hear what you have to say, and they're more likely to want to opt into your email list. I think for myself, I mean, there's email lists that I'll, you know, just to get the freebie or whatever, but if I know who they are and I've been listening to them, I want more of that, or I want to see what they have to offer. So that's one of the first things I think about is just the more they, you have to share, the more they're going to trust you. Um, The other thing is you become this authority in your space. You provide more knowledge on the topic. You become the expert in your niche and you're just providing your listeners with that knowledge. And so then they turn to you to learn more about your expertise. So if you have 
a freebie or something that you want to put out there, they're more apt to sign up for that and become a part of your newsletters and your email list rather than just someone that they have no idea. I mean, I still get emails from a bundle that I was in. I'm like, who are these people? And then, you know, I kind of remember, oh yeah, I, I opted into something. And then the third thing is just the more content you put out there that your audience wants to hear, they're going to, again, like I said, they're going to come back to you for more of that. So whether or not you're offering those freebies or whether or not you're just, hey, join my email list to get on the news or to receive the newsletter each week so that you have the information coming to you or so that you're aware of something that I'm putting out there. But just in your episodes, talking about it, you know, hey, I have this, whatever it might be that might interest you and help you out in creating content or whatever, you know, it could be for your specific um, offers that you have. But I just, like I said, I know that I opt into more people that I know more about. And I feel like with a podcast, you get to know the host and that, that really helps. I, I really feel like it does. When you're thinking about freebies that your clients have, this is something I've wondered for myself. I love listening to a podcast and them having something fresh and ready for that download. So like I've recorded this episode for you and I have 10 affirmations for moms. You can grab this freebie or, you know, I have this workbook that goes with this three-part series. I personally love those, but I have been a little lazy in generating new freebies for the business because I also want it to be very purposeful and I don't want to have this large online footprint of all these like graveyards of freebies. So do you have some thoughts about how often someone might want to switch up their freebie for their audience to keep them engaged and excited? Or do you think that it's okay just to have, you know, one freebie in perpetuity and that should bring in your ideal client? That's a great question. Cause I always wonder that for myself too. I, in my opinion, I feel like once you think your freebies kind of seen it's day, so to say that you don't really notice anymore inquiring about it, it might be time to switch it up and to offer something, but I really think you have to lean into your audience and think about what is it that you think that they want and need. And sometimes you have to ask, or if they're asking you questions, you know, whether they're wanting more information about things, maybe that's an idea that you can take and say, well, what could I do to provide this as a free resource for my audience to where they will want to download it? Mm hmm. So when you're thinking about having a freebie or a call to action on your podcast, do you have any thoughts or advice for people on where to put that as an ask? Because obviously you have to ask that you have to either have that in your intro, you can have it at, you know, at the beginning of the podcast as a, a mid roll, which is, you know, what you'll probably hear in this podcast that affectionate term for like a small piece of content in the middle at the end, like where do you think someone should put that or does it not matter as long as they're making that request? I'm always going to stress to talk about it as much as you can. I honestly think the best time to do it is either at the beginning or the middle. By the end, either they've tuned out, they're going to start dropping off or they're going to think your episode's just finished. I don't always recommend having it in there more than once, but you could definitely do a longer version of it at the beginning or in the middle, like you called a mid roll. And then just quickly talking about it as you are doing your outro of your um, episode. 
But I really believe more closely to the beginning when your listeners are fresh, they're ready to hear the idea is probably going to be your best bet. So when we're talking about these call to actions on our podcast, I'm curious when we think about something like asking people to share the episode with their friend or asking them to subscribe and rate the podcast, where would you rate or would you rate asking them to join your email list in order of importance for, for example, those three things? You know, they all kind of run together. I would suggest if your goal is to grow your email list, you probably want to put more emphasis on that. I suggest to my clients to put the, you know, share the episode, share it with a friend, leave us a review things in the outro. Because that's more of that they've listened to what you have to say. Now, here's, you know, some things that I, you could do to help support the show, to help more listeners and just, and just for the host to know what maybe the listeners want more of. But if your goal is to grow your email list, I would definitely focus on mentioning that either the beginning or the middle, or even if you just sprinkle it, you know, here and there. I know um, in one of my episodes, I have a freebie and I just part of launching a podcast. That's what my freebie is. So I just, you know, if you need more information, I have this. So it really depends on the importance of what you want to focus on. That makes sense. Definitely your goal of the podcast. I don't think that people sometimes realize that with other mediums, we can really see and look at those metrics and those numbers. And there are tools that we can look at those metrics and numbers in other people's businesses, right? We have Social Blade to help see, like, did somebody just buy 10,000 followers? Do they yeah. have an engaged audience, et cetera? But for podcast, even as a podcaster, some of that information, it's getting better, but it's not amazing, you know, as far as where people are listening, how long they're listening. You can get a a podcast with a ton of downloads, but that just means people have subscribed. It doesn't mean they're actually consuming the episode. So those ratings and review numbers are really important to grow your podcast and also to be able to bring really quality guests to the show, because that's the only thing people are seeing on the front end. They're saying, oh, this podcast has 10 reviews. So either they're new, they don't have a very engaged audience, or they could have hundreds and even if it's a smaller show, that's going to affect somebody's perception in the the industry anyway of that podcast. So I'm wondering for your clients, and this could be definitely a launch strategy. How do you advise them about those reviews when they're starting their show? I always want my clients to see if they can get as many reviews as they can up front, because it actually, not that there's a podcast algorithm like Instagram, but but it does help your show become more visible to those looking for um, something to listen to. So I always suggest just asking for those reviews because the more you get, the, it's kind of like, a, I mean, like an Amazon review. We all go and we look for them. Of course, some of them, we know they just put their own spin on things, but the more reviews you get are the better. So I always kind of recommend like a promotional tactic is getting a launch team together where you can ask friends, you can ask your listeners. If you already have a social media audience, you know, asking for those reviews only help your show become more visible to others. So it's a great way to make sure that others can find your show as well. Yeah, that makes great sense. Now don't do this just because I said it, but I've always sort of felt like when the haters show up, you've arrived, you know, that kind of like your first refund request or your first whatever. So 
I've always thought if somebody left a bad review in my podcast, I would have it printed on a shirt and I would wear it. <laughs> but do not do that just so I will print your review on a shirt. <laughs> I always ask people for honest reviews. So, I mean, hey, if that's what you think. <laughs> yes. I have seen hosts screenshot it and show it on Instagram, but they have to give their interpretation of it. And there's just people that they're just mean. They're just mean. <laughs> it probably I, has no reflection of the actual episode. I'm sure, you know, we're all allowed to have preferences, right? So yes. at least we know they're not going to say that about this episode, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so is there anything else you would like to share about either starting a podcast or growing your email list or your podcast? I just think the most important thing that I want to stress about podcasting, because it's just made such a difference with me. It's just, it's just a great way to make those connections. When you think of, I was really to Instagram because that's what I'm on the most, but stories last 24 hours and then they're gone. They could be put in a highlight, but you have to be going to look for those to find them with a podcast. You're gaining those listeners and they're sticking around with you much longer than they are on Instagram. Um, again, your episode could be anywhere from, you know, 10 minutes to an hour, depending on your style of episodes, but your listeners are gaining that relationship. They're building trust with you. They're just, you're making those connections. I feel like so much more so than you would with another platform. And I just think that's a great way to not only promote your services and business, but just to make people relate to you. And in turn, they're going to want to stick around. That's so true. I feel like we're recording this on Valentine's Day. And so it's like a love letter to podcasting, right? Because I found I would not be here if it wasn't for a podcast. I was listening to Kendra Hennessy, Mother Like a Boss, which maybe it wasn't called at that the time, but she had Michaela Quinn on and normally she had like cleaning content. You know, I had little kids. I was cleaning my house, listening to podcasts, and I really... I think they like saved my life in a way because when I transitioned from, you know, working full time since I was like in high school to being at home with the kids, it was like, I had nothing to talk about with people outside of my right. mom's group. And so I started listening to Tim Ferriss and I started listening to other podcasts that at least I had things for my brain to sort of chew on and think about and not drown in dirty diapers and, you know, toddler tantrums. Exactly. So for me, I have had this love affair with podcasts where I'm so grateful and my appreciation for them is so huge. And then having one, it does feel like a full circle moment because I think about hopefully I can bring that to someone else. And like you said, people do, if they're listening to an episode, listen, some of mine are long and that's a choice because I prefer long form content. But even if somebody just listens to a part of it, they're going to listen more than they consume any of my other content on social media, unless they're watching some of my ridiculous reels over and over again, which is <laughs> unlikely. So I, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, there's no harm in, I'm a big fan of like, make a, a commitment to say, I'm going to do 10 episodes or five episodes and just try it out. You'll know pretty soon whether or not it works for you. And you can always point people back to it. Like you said, it's not going anywhere. So if you stop podcasting, it's not like iTunes deletes your content off of there. People can search your name and find it years later. So it's still going to do something for you, but give it a try. If you're curious, I know they can reach out to you. Tell people how 
they can get in contact with you. I know you have a really cool freebie that if somebody's thinking about starting a podcast, that could be a great place for them to start. And then where are you on Instagram so we can follow along all the things? Yes. So yes, I do have a freebie if you're thinking about, or you just want to know what it takes to launch a podcast. It is a private podcast. It's completely free. It just kind of takes you through the steps from planning and having that goal and what your purpose of your show would be to reaching out and thinking of, you know, what content would I provide? What listeners, who would I be targeting all the way from the equipment you'll need down to what you would do after you've launched your show, because it doesn't just end once you launch, you have to keep, you have to keep going. So that can be found out. It'll be linked in the show notes. I am most active on Instagram at Allison niche. And then, um, I, like you said at the beginning, I'm going to be starting a podcast. It should be airing by the time this episode goes out. And like you were saying, my journey started with a podcast. And so podcast is just it's near and dear to me. And that's what I, I just, that's the message I want to get out. And it'll be called podcast with purpose because we all have a purpose. We all have a message to share. And I want to encourage more people just to reach out and share their message because that's, that's how we build these connections. And I'm excited. Beautiful. And I'm so happy to have built this connection with you and to be cheering you on. I cannot wait to listen to your podcast. I know it's going to be so helpful for people in the online business space. I hope so. Thank you so much. Well, Allison, until we meet again, thank you. Thank you, Julie.